The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 249. OMG, we're so close to 250. So close. Details soon on But that. farther than you think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Two days till Batman. Yeah, it's, it's close. You excited? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got your midnight ticket all printed? Yeah, I, I want to be more excited. Like, I... I I think what I need is to sit down and watch Batman Begins, watch Dark Knight. So that's my plan over the next two nights. Didn't okay. you print it accidentally like five months ago? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think it was more than that. It was like in December, I think. The no. ticket the ticket printed out at the yeah. Fandango machine. Yeah, we bought those. You, me, and Damon bought them forever ago. And now you and Damon are both out. So I had to get Mitch and Anthony to come with hey, me. That'll be fun. I know how you get excited. You dress mm-hmm. up as Batman, that suit that we got for Cheap Cool Crazy, do a bunch yeah. of drugs, then and then I just run through the street. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. To, He's still good in it. You just have some tissues in it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I will. Uh, the PlayStation Powerhouse, Ryan Clements. That's me. Hello, sir. Hey. Hey. He only does everything. Call Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Breaking Bad reference. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No spoilers, though. <laughs> Boom. No one's at this desk. I need to be checked into my hotel room <laughs> at this bed and breakfast. Uh, yeah, it's Podcast Beyond, the, the PlayStation Podcast here on IGN. 249, 250, right around the corner. Remember, if you want to be on the 250 video cast, you need to write in your questions to beyond at IGN.com. Put in the subject header or something about 250, and then include your phone number because it'll be a call in show. We will call you. If you're going to try to prank us, remember it's live tape, so we can easily cut you out. So don't do that. Don't waste beyond. our time. Don't waste your own time. Uh, we'll be filming that. Not, well, I should open my calendar. Not the next Monday, but the Monday after that is when we'll be filming that. Yes, we're doing, next week will be 251, exactly. and then we will go back and do 250. Exactly. Yeah. And then we will go to 252, 253, and on and on and on and on and on. If on you're on. writing in your questions, you need to be available to ask, ask your question via phone on Monday the 30th. Uh, I can Monday get, the 30th. I need to arrange the video a little bit more, pin down the times, but that would be it. I will obviously uh, write back to you if your question's been chosen with times and stuff. That way you'll know if you're in it. But uh, yeah, that's the long and short of a uh, 250. Goldfarb's go. pointing at me, kind of. I'm no. not. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just doing some weird thing with my hand. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm looking something up for early. later in the show. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, we usually sh- start the show with what is and forever will be the Rover Report, but not today. Instead, we're going to celebrate some anniversaries. Uh, yesterday, five years were celebrated by Colin Moriarty and Ryan Clements at IGN. Goldfarb, round of applause. Oh man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Colin you. Colin celebrated you. by writing a 7,000 word blog post and a whole bunch of news and 
Clement celebrated by not coming into work. Yeah, I just didn't come into work, and I got my teeth cleaned instead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <party>. Here's <laughs> the five more years. <laughs> How does it feel, guys? It's That's a milestone. Of, it, it's surreal. It is surreal. But I'll let Colin go first, sir. Oh, and there's nothing. Uh, what, what else could I possibly say? <laughs> I love that blog, though. And Thanks. so reading through that blog, I actually felt really honored that I knew most of the people on it. And there's a good many of them that have moved on from IGN since, uh, well, since they started now coming on our fifth year. There's been a lot of people that have moved on. But I've, I knew almost everyone on that list, except for... I think the very last person on the list that was a TV editor. Was oh, Brian Zaromsky. Yeah, yeah. I, he I was didn't the executive Brian. editor or editor in chief of IGN TV for a long time. One of the co-founders of Film Force, which became oh, IGN yes, Movies. Of course. There you go. Um, and he's moved on. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just, I just felt like for me, I had this, I had this idea going for a long time. I had about and, five years. Yeah, for five years. <laughs> probably for about, probably about six months ago, I came to the to realization that I wanted to write this thing that thanked everyone else and wasn't about me. And, and instead, it was about how people affected me because it would be easy to say, like, I was here for five years and here's all the great shit I did. But instead, I was like, without this, all of these people, you know, and their individual contributions, um, specifically the ones that I like really fleshed out at the top and yeah. then everyone else I gave thanks to underneath or whatever, of course. Um, that I wouldn't have been here. You know, and I try to do it sequentially with like the people that really affected me and then and then alphabetically with like everyone that has affected me since I've been here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously your family has to come first in that regard. Yeah, like my, I, I wrote a great deal about my brother. I wrote a great deal mm-hmm. about Greg. I wrote a great deal about Hillary and Jeremy and Chris Roper. Um, Jeff Vesey, who was the founder of GameFAQs, um, who was super instrumental in me being here. Um, Stephen Ng, um, who was my very first contact at IGN um, and offered me my freelance position. Yeah. Um, so it's just when you, I wanted to reflect upon it and make it about everyone else and uh, thank everyone for everything they've done for me and hope that I can pay it forward one day as well. Um, and so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Deontay writes into beyond at IGN.com, just like you can to be part of the show. He says, so Colin and Ryan, now that you've been IGN employees for five years, what are your five favorite memories or experiences you've had over the last five years? That's a tough, that's a tough <laughs> that, one to spring. It's so hard to come up with favorites just because this job has been tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, if I can go first, Colin. Please. All right. I love the traveling part of it. So the fa- um, I, I'm sure there is absolutely no way that in most other jobs I would be able to travel as much as I did. And I certainly wouldn't be able to afford it um, on my own. Like if I, you know, was just some post sailor post university. What's it when you graduate at, just from an undergrad? It's not post grad, but you're post something you post undergrad degree. yeah there you go post undergrad i'm really stretching on that one um graduate yeah just... <laughs> <laughs> you were a graduate there's, yeah there's just no way i would have been able to go to all these places i mean to see to be able to see germany uh japan korea um i think those are the three uh countries i've visited uh since joining ign just would have never been able to happen that's number one okay and then i'll think a little bit more colin what do you got I don't know. I mean, a lot of things came to mind. I mean, one of the things I wrote about very briefly in the blog was when I went to karaoke when I first came here <laughs> yep. um, with uh, a lot of people, Mark Ryan, and, and just a lot of people. I think MJ was there and yeah, David, David Adams, Adams and Damon. a bunch of other. Yeah, Damon. And afterwards, I went to – we were drunk, and I went to a diner, uh, Denny's, with – it was like really late at night with uh, Greg – and Hillary. And it was there that I really realized, because Greg, Greg has since become like one of my very best friends. And so it was there that we kind of made our very first connection. And that always sticks out in my mind. 
as a really a seminal moment in my life. Um, what, what, do you remember the connection, like what caused it? Yeah, like, yeah, you guys well, oh, yeah I mean, the, the best part of this whole thing was that, like, you know, this was Colin had just moved out here. He was just coming out here and starting the job. And so literally, like, I would hear about Colin in the office around there because we'd be on the side working and Mark Ryan would come around. He's like, hey, Hillary, I'm totally holding this uh, guy's job in front of Colin. And he's not getting it. Because he he would he texted you, he he IM'd you right and said that Jason Allen was leaving and so that you could have a, that this job he's like oh Jason Allen's leaving and you were like oh man that sucks and then he says there was like like, like fifteen or thirty minutes and then finally you came back like wait are you hiring like it didn't even <laughs> it didn't even dawn on you and so he jerked you around for a little bit and then finally did it and Hillary would keep saying oh don't hire Colin don't oh he's such a punk that kid's such a douchebag blah 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 and so on our way to karaoke Hillary was just talking nonstop shit about Colin. <laughs> So I was expecting this complete asshole to show up, and then Colin showed up, and he was totally cool, and we drank and hung out, and then we went to that diner, and we were all wasted, and I, I just totally put Hillary on blast. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it, uh, Colin. Hillary all day has been telling me that you're this punk and you're this douchebag, and you're totally cool. And then Colin just goes, Well, I used to be. I used to be. <laughs> and he was, a, I guess, when he was out here for his internship, he was a punk kid with a mohawk, and so he had, he had grown up a lot since then. And it was one of those things that it just was a natural fit. Yep. Yeah. I next. Would, next. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know what? I should I should put this one first, but I feel like Colin really uh, really emphasized how important the people are and our friendship is in this job. So, but I will say that that's obviously um, something that I will always remember fondly, especially just the random crazy dumb stuff that has happened to all of us over the years, just in terms of the fact that we are really devoted coworkers, but also family and friends. And uh, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to remember all the, the crazy shenanigans, a lot of which involves alcohol uh, in, <laughs> in various quantities. But uh, just, yeah, I mean, I had, a, I had a really great first karaoke experience. And uh, let's see, what else? Damon shows. Mm. Even, working, even working trade shows which is nightmarish, but also really fun to me because I love being able to hunker down with everyone, just get stuff done. Um, I remember, like, literally the first time that I ever started drinking seriously was on the trip that I always get teased about because I knew nothing about alcohol with Damon and Hillary. We went to Vegas, and it was, like, one of the first times I had ever been to Vegas, and that was, like, and it's, like, legend. It's in the it's in the Ryan Clements wiki. You can read about it there. But uh, that's where I started drinking, and then I, like, w- like my love of dancing was uh, was brought out into the spotlight. I remember um, you, when these when they came back, they would tell me stories about you, and I'm like, no, not <laughs> that guy. The funny, and you know what else I think I really owe IGN and also my friends here, you guys, is that I feel like I'm a much stronger better person now than I was like five years ago. I mean, without a doubt, like not only professionally in terms of, you know, my writing has, I think, grown a lot and my ability to just be in a professional space. That's all obvious growth that comes from being on a job. But this is the fact that I feel like I'm just a better person. I just feel like I've grown a lot as not only as an adult, but just as someone that knows and understands more about life and, and stuff. And I'm only 27, so I still got a hell of a lot to learn, but I mean, I think you can all agree that I was a very extremely different person when, the first day that I started here compared to now. Just That's stay away from the boat so you have all the time that you need to learn everything. <laughs> stay away from the boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about the boat that I'm going to die on, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Carl? I don't know. I think this generally I think about 
instance, you know, going to Germany was awesome and stuff. That was like, yeah. there's a lot of like really cool things that have happened. But I think generally it's like more like the minutia that's kind of become our lives in, in the sense that like you can think about our time, the many scores of hours we, we spent at underdogs. Yeah. Like just the six or seven or eight of us at the time. And it's almost like a really like it's almost like a scene you'd find anywhere in any town USA at a bar where it's like, you know, the camera could just pan out and it could just be anything. But it's like us sitting around talking and the same group of people and, and you get to really know these people over time and, and the people that have left you miss. And and um, I don't know. We've been really blessed, I think, to yeah. to work here and to have this job. And, 100%. and it's like I don't want to do anything else, you know, when it comes right down to it. And you know, I made choices to come here and, and left grad school. Like I was going to start grad school and, and was going down an entirely different path. And in fact, I came across something I, I did at Massachusetts Historical Society when I was an intern there in college about like this huge project we did about the American Revolution. And uh, I was transcribing old documents and newspapers and stuff like that. And um, I was like in love with that kind of stuff. And it was awesome. And I was doing grunt work, but it was like the coolest stuff ever. Um, and I found like my name uh in like you know the thank yous of like this thing i did and i'm like that was the direction i was going in and i deviated and went in an entirely different direction and i really don't regret it you know mm. even though i would have had my phd this last may <laughs> wow. um but uh yeah dr but, moriarty <laughs> dr moriarty so <laughs> I, so i, I just yeah, think it's been really cool the readers and the listeners have been awesome um and kind and uh i'm glad that they've received my blog post so well mm. um it was really meant to take the spotlight off of me and, and illustrate how much everyone else has been so important to me. Um, and, uh, which is an, uh, like unintuitive in a way because it's like your fifth anniversary. It's like when you, when you, when you celebrate like a wedding anniversary or it's about you and your experience together, but really I wanted it to be about everyone else because I couldn't have done it without everyone else. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. And, uh, so yeah, so there it is. So read it. And another fitting, uh, memory is of course beyond 200. Because that was probably the most surrounded I've been by people that have built, we've, you know, built up. I mean, really, Greg and the founders of Beyond, you know, we should give oh, credit you're, for us Yeah, but up. you're, how many, you were started how many episodes? Four episodes? Four. Yeah, Four episodes. you're allowed to count yourself as a founder <laughs> of Beyond. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that to be surrounded by those, the members of the community in person, I mean, that's just something, that's just something wild. A big right tease there. if you uh, didn't see Twitter yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Roper podcast beyond founder moving back to san francisco has already agreed to come on and do a rope report with us so that'll be exciting whenever that happens also has he spoken uh, about why he's coming out here he has not no that is not publicly disclosed i don't know um and another uh, drunken conversation from comic-con craig harris will be joining us for podcast beyond episode 252 (laughs) 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 so put that one in your docket (laughs) i wonder if he's gonna forget I, Craig Harris doesn't forget. He doesn't forget. No, he's I like forget. an elephant. Exactly. Especially yeah. if it's, you, you're wronging you're a tall him. Tall human elephant. If you're wronging him, he will never forget. <laughs> never let you live it down. That's true. Um, man, I'm trying to think. I have so. I, it sounds silly and uh, completely cliche, but I have so many fun memories that it's it's difficult to just pick out. The oh yeah, yeah. Remember well, when, you guys have done, been good at covering themes. Remember when we were obsessed with watching Home Improvement? Yes. Oh my. See, this is the thing. <laughs> a lot of this stuff. Just vanishes from memory until you pull it and someone pulls it back out. But yeah, Colin and I would literally take lunch breaks together and sit in the IGN break room and just watch Home Improvement. This went on for a really long time. Lose it. We would lose it. Like (laughs) when he like throws the throws himself out the window. Oh my god. Tim Tim Allen's just really funny. Yeah. And we came to we came to the conclusion that the show is actually really good. Like no one else on it is funny. Patricia Richardson's a good actress. She's terrible. I always hated Jill. But well, she's she's like a she's like an. And act, like a real actress. I mean, I don't think I think her being on a comedy probably was a little weird. But Tim Allen is 
fucking hilarious. Legitimately, like a best, like the best physical comedy, man. And we would schedule our lunches around watching Home Improvement. <laughs> so, so there you go. That was a long time ago, but yeah, that those was were, a long time those ago. Were good times, though. Those yeah. were good times. I remember that. Yeah, that was when we had to actually drive to get lunch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you want to go to Subway? Well, let's. It's right around the corner, but we have to spend forty-five minutes because we gotta get through the parking garage, get to the car, drive out there. Get Don't miss those days. Forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. Long minutes. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Colin celebrated uh, his fifth anniversary in other ways too. For the second time ever, he has passed me in trophies. Uh, Luke wrote into beyond.ign.com. I would like to tell the Beyond Nation that something has happened in the Beyond crew. <laughs> That's right. Colin has passed trophies. Or, I'm sorry. Pa- Colin has passed Greg in trophies. Congrats, Colin. Good luck in staying ahead and beyond. Thank you. Yeah, you did yeah. this in impressive fashion. Mm. Uh, yeah, as the readers know, you and I love trophies. As they also know, I have no testosterone, so I don't like to compete. So, but it's, we trade. The, we, this is our second time trading the lead now. Uh, but you did it in most impressive fashion. Like you went on a tear where you just sat in your room and played. You bored the hell out of your girlfriend and played <laughs> games to platinum status. Like, how, what was the exact rundown here? I think uh, I, I platinumed Assassin's Creed Two, and then Prototype Two, and then Crisis. In like ten days of each other, that's and good. Nuts. That's a good and run. Then, and then I played Dyad a little bit. and I got a, some trophies in there. There's some trophy exploits in that in that game, by the way. Yeah. Um, to get a gold specifically, you can just exploit the shit out of the game. And then, uh, not not a bad. I mean, anyone can do it. It's not like what we did with the fucking Buzz TV World or whatever the hell that show game was called. Anybody could do that too. That's true. So <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not like what you tried to do with Dead Rising too. Yeah, which not, I had to yeah, call well, fucking bullshit yeah, on that, that started the trophy armatus. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then I, I played Spec Ops and beat it on hard. And I'm still I which by the way by the way Spec Ops is fucking awesome. It's a wait to play. awesome game. Uh, I really was surprised because the name sucks. It's a fucking terrible Spec Ops the line. It's like but that actually makes a lot of sense when you play the game. The story is immaculate, and I think you're really gonna Are really you gonna like Williams. It. Um, so that guy was super nice on Up at Noon. You should, anyone should. Uh, what, what what can they Google? They can just Google Up I think at he's, Noon I think he's, Spec Ops. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and think I think it yeah. It. It's uh, from there's yeah. It's uh, on YouTube. Go to the Up at Noon stuff. It's, you know, youtubercom start. And I believe the actual episode is called now. Like it's Call of Duty Two Generic was what we promoted it as for a while. So it might be there. Okay. So I by the way I just rec- I mean Mitch already recommended it to everyone because he reviewed it. But but I highly recommend that game. That game is one of the best games I played all year. Like hands down. And it's hard as shit too on hard difficulty and i'm playing it on foobar difficulty now and it is fucking really hard and i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it i don't know if i have the patience but uh so yeah i, I got spec ops i got most of the trophies in that so that was basically the lineup in which i overcame uh the, the huge spec deficit. ops the line yeah because it was like a it was like a <laughs> we're both level 20 but it was like a 40 percent gap you overtook in 10 days which is, that's hard to do especially as that bell curve goes up <laughs> I just felt, you know, like I needed to get it out of the way. Yeah, we talk about this all the time as far as, like, some days, are, you know, there's times where we're super into it, and then there's times where we're not into it, where we just don't care. Yeah, and I'm trying to just get rid of uh, games that, you know, I'm trying to use this this lull to try to get through as much as possible. I mean, we, like we said, we made that list uh, at the airport after E3, and I've been trying to cross games off of it, so I've crossed two games off of it. Um, there's still so many more to go. I, yeah. I, there's so many games I, I still want to play before shit hits the fan again. But I am kind of glad that All-Stars and Sly Cooper are basically the only uh, exclusives that are coming out this fall that I really give a shit about. Um, because that will give me plenty of time to play the third-party stuff and then still keep going back and playing yeah. the things I yeah. missed. 
which is nice. And by the way, I still have NCIS, which is uh, the game I'm, I'm holding until Slam I dunk. put you away. Slam dunk. <laughs> well, you remember. I mean, you have it. I, I leave on Wednesday for a week and a half. Yeah, I don't, I don't need it until I'm, I'm going to save NCIS until I just want to. Like when I'm right there. Like home. when I'm like 1% yeah. away and when I'm cashing up yeah. and just boom, jumping again. I'm, I'm no, sorry. Okay. I'm, now all the memories are coming back. We're flooding okay. back. Right well, I'm glad this show's so interesting. You can't pay attention to it what's is. happening. We're talking about trophies. about NCIS and shit I don't care about. Welcome to my life every day with you. Mm-hmm. Let me show you this new K-pop video. Let me talk about this PC game. You Here's actually, you actually <laughs> never, you very rarely watch K-pop with me. I just I know, take the hint. There. I showed, uh, I showed Clements a uh, 311 song called Omaha Styley, which is like an old 20, almost 20 year old song from, from Grassroots. And it's got this, like this intro where it's for like 40 seconds or whatever. It's just like, it's just like a, a it's just like drum and bass basically for like mm-hmm. like very slow and, and he's and like I was into and that's it. not even the song I was into that intro and then, and then that's it goes like, nah, 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 nah. then like, like the entrance all come in and it like starts like the hit or whatever and he's like well I like the intro a lot <laughs> I'm like that's not even the song I know but that's that was the best part <laughs> I like the intro but I didn't like understanding the lyrics the column was really good because then uh, I, I, you know, I, I sat through that. I, I watched or listened to that song. I, you know, I sat through it. I sat through it. Uh, no, no, I, I always. So that's the thing is like, uh, you know, everybody always pegs me as the K-pop guy, but I love so many different kinds of music. I just happen to really be into K-pop at this point in my life, but I've loved all sorts of things. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I there are some Three Eleven songs I really like. That one in particular didn't really jive with me. I just didn't click. But then I sent uh, Colin one, and he, I, I think he actually listened to. It looked like most of it i think i think you did you I probably know, got you've got a decent way through it so. i did yeah i don't understand uh the uh the fervent nature in which people like k-pop because right. like what i always make I fun love, of you because yeah. it's like you know this video that i like has a few hundred thousand views this video has like 15 million and uh-huh. i'm like why yeah why? it's popular man why why but th- it doesn't really matter why because to each his own i guess and yeah. uh um you gotta admit that that it had that one had a pretty nice beat well, it's certainly better than most American pop music. Mm, I'll give mm, you that. Mm, mm, anyway. Mm. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. We got to give Goldfarb something to talk about. Goldfarb is fucking dead over there. No, I like listening. He's only been here five months. He's got a little bit of time. Uh, That's true. Ten months. Yeah, you haven't hit your one-year anniversary yet? No, October. What amazes me is that it, let's just delay the rope report even more. What amazes me is that Goldfarb and Mitch uh, are both some of the newest staff we have on editorial, right? Am I missing anyone that came in after? Oh, I guess. And Nick, and Nick Vargas as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of I feel like all of them have adapted really, really quickly, like way quicker than I think, uh, like I did, for example. And yeah. I also feel like here. I gotta ask this, Greg Miller. <laughs> yeah. Because you've, you've, you've. Well, I really, I can ask both you and Colin, but you were technically in before Colin and I. Yeah. I feel like the IGN workspace is a lot less volatile to newcomers than it used to be. Sure. Like yes. When I came in, I got torn to pieces. Yeah. Completely decimated. Well, IGN's really different from what it was five years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. I mean, and that's I, the big thing. It's like, in the, you know, people for a while, you know, we had a lot of turnover here and there, and people were wondering what was wrong, and it. What was wrong was just that we had a bunch of old guard that was finally burned out, right? And when we came in, we were still with the old guard. You know what I mean? Like I came in and Doug Perry still worked here. You know what I mean? Like John Robinson still worked here. Like yeah. uh, it was it was crazy to have these people who you you'd read forever. You know what I mean? Like you'd read forever and grown up on them. And then we came in and did these jobs, but like. You're dealing with people who had like what, like ten years of like everything we have right now. They had ten years of that already. You know, I built up between them, and so yeah, to bring in an outsider and stuff, it was incredibly hard to infiltrate. It was worse yeah. for you, I bet, even Colin, to come in as the intern. Uh, yeah, when I was an intern, it was it was bad. When I came here, I was like, there are certain litmus tests 
with specific people, I think. Um, and I wrote about it a little bit in uh, about Mark Nix. Mark Nix is one of those litmus tests. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the fact that Mark Nix never gave me a hard time really is a is is a good sign. Yeah, that's an me. awesome sign. I like that. Like Mark Nix and I like actually have a a, a, gen, a, a genuine like friendship with each other. And and I think that actually goes back to because I used to freelance for him a little bit and stuff. But yeah, there were certain litmus tests, and not that I escaped it because I didn't. But I think that I I got the brunt of it when I was an intern. And so like coming back yeah. here was a little redundant for a lot of these people because I already knew everyone. Yeah. So like I didn't know Greg, and like. A couple of other people, but I knew everyone else. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, we already did this. I already played soccer with a lot of these guys. We sucked. We bonded over that. <laughs> we, you know, had the E3s together or specific E3 with me together and stuff like that. And and uh, so I think I kind of escaped that a little bit. And I probably would have gotten it a lot worse. It ran at a certain pace and there was a yeah. certain thing. And I remember you bring up Nix. Nix was definitely like, I came in and I felt like I landed on the ground and immediately fit in was perfect. And I remember... There was one night I was here, like maybe four months in, three months in. It was like midnight, and I was working on something. And I was at Nix's desk explaining what I needed from this object and stuff. And he finally just stopped in the middle of what he's doing. He just turned around. He's like, I have a question to ask you. He's like, well, how come no one ever gives you shit? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, people start here, and we give them hell for nothing. And I'm like, and you've never had that. And I'm like, I guess it's just because I fit in so well. And I was right there, and I I felt like I came up to speed soon. But Clements, when you came in, yeah, oh, you just I, got so the shit le- beat out of you. Legitimately, people, like including you and Damon, have said you guys hated me when I started yeah, yeah. and that's totally you know what kind of fair because i was a weird strange annoying little man when i joined again this little annoying man <laughs> <laughs> again i feel like i've grown a lot but uh yeah it's certainly not exactly a peaceful environment to come into yeah but you know what it's fine but and see that's, that was the thing and that was the thing i think that there was to it right is that i came in and felt like my cog fit right in the machine and we kept rolling you know what i mean and like you always talk about that time you came in and like you'd try to ask me a question over my desk and i'd be in the middle of something else and be like what like I, I would i would snap and there was a time when i was teaching you nib once and you were like oh cool so how long have you been here i'm like ah oh, five six months i don't know you're like oh i thought you've been here for years I know, I know. that was funny <laughs> yeah oh good times those good were the times. days all right Back to the road. One, one thing. Oh no, I'm. I'm, I'm I've, fine. I've learned over the years seeing new people come in and out that I think that I hate everyone who starts. I think there's still there's always that like I always compare it when I used to get cats. Like I I, I had the cats at my house right, and you'd bring home a new cat, a new kitten, and they'd open the thing, and the the old cat would immediately hiss at the new cat. Yeah. Be pissed off when it was there. And, like that was it. Like I remember you, like Nick Coleman. Like there's all there's just these learning curves before yep. I'm like, all right, you are fucking awesome. Wolfarb had one, I think. I feel what I do. But it's, over like, the years, it's gotten less. Yeah, it's not I feel as bad. like it's because I my personality was is the word diametrically. What's it when it's like completely? Yeah, diametrically opposed. Yeah, diametrically opposed. Wow, I can't believe I used that word correctly. I my personality was diametrically opposed to the IGN staff. Sure. Now I still like I loved video games and I like love joking around and stuff. But I was just me and my friends were very different types of people than the people especially the including the old guard like you and then the old guard yeah, as well yeah, yeah. like just so so different and that's why i think when i came in there it was like throwing meat to wolves it was just a, i a mean nightmare. think about like a car ride to the mall like ropers just blaring whatever metallica song you want just smoking this cigarette <laughs> chain wall i'm just i'm just, I'm just sitting in this the is still in the days seat. where we would loot the doubles of the game library and go and trade them in like ins- insanity like it was just insane these people have been doing it for no more Morals. 10 years no. <laughs> um what's item number one on the room before? <laughs> we there, are, we've been recording for almost half an hour <laughs> there are 18 objects on the rope report objects okay <laughs> 18 somethings mark nicks came in here yep made he made objects. an object for every one of them <laughs> he's very quick 
Uh, number one, EA has officially revealed Battlefield 4. Those who pre-order Medal of Honor Warfighter will be able to take place in the exclusive beta the, uh, for the game that begins in the fall of 2013. We still don't know when Battlefield 4 itself will be released, but Medal of Honor Warfighter launches in October. So the be- I'm sorry, the beta is in fall of 2013. You yeah, so yeah. you get it's the same okay. thing that w- happened with what was it, Twist Twist of Metal or Uncharted or something. So we you got a beta like slip like way the fuck before the beta began. Okay, what the hell was it for? I don't know. This Whatever. was a really weird. This this might be the weirdest announcement of a major no, like, sequel to a down, console downstairs franchise you ever. call it quote the most awkward video game announcement well, in the history of our industry <laughs> well, it's, it's so <laughs> i wouldn't go like, that far they they leaked it out with an ad last weekend they were like oh join the battlefield 4 beta and they had never talked about battlefield 4 and then they really still technically haven't announced <laughs> battlefield 4 like they just they put out this uh letter to fans this morning that was talking about the beta and they're being really vague about the uh the wording of when the beta is going to be like they're, they keep saying fall 2013 but i i would suspect that this is an next gen thing and that's why they they can't really talk about specific time frames interesting i didn't think of that yeah oh yeah oh the beta is gonna be on playstation <laughs> orbis yeah uh, it's the macho man hands oh okay. yes <laughs> another reference number two oh wrestling the ratchet and clank collection it finally has a north american re- um, north american released it look for it in stores and on the psn on august 28th for 30 dollars. the game will come with an exclusive sly cooper thieves in time demo given to north american gamers for their patience and waiting for the trilogy trilogy's release the collection came out everywhere else including japan in june already reviewed on ign.com yep why the fuck it took so long to come to north america where the <laughs> ratchet and clank games are made remains to be seen andrew Okay. Anyone have any theories on why that happened? Because I can't think of a fucking one good reason why that why that does, would happen. Does it sell better in other regions? Uh, PlayStation sells better in every other region, yes. So, Generally, maybe that's why. So I hope we get the last of us seventeen months late. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Sony producer Pete Smith revealed at the UK Develop Conference that Limbo was nearly a PlayStation Network exclusive. Don't. Playdead spoke first with Sony about bringing the game to PSN, but the deal to bring it there fell apart when Sony wanted rights to the Limbo IP. Playdead ended up be- releasing the game on XBLA first as a result, where it met critical acclaim and sold extremely well, and including, I think, 400,000 copies in like a month. Yep. So they missed out on that one. PSN didn't get it until a year later. And look yeah. out for uh, much more from Playdead on IGN within the next week. Ooh. Oh! Shit! They admi- uh, this oh, is interesting, because you know they had mentioned their next game would be even more crazy. <laughs> You're like, what the hell does that mean? But okay. It's just, a, it's just a black screen. Here's the, here's the thing about it. If Limbo had come out on ps3 would it have been even remotely as successful no that sucks well you know what maybe not because well it came out in 2010 right yeah, so, it, was a, it was a weird mm. time with the psn ecosystem wasn't what it is now i mean I, I think um games coming out now that are exclusive to psn are getting more attention than they were in 2010 yeah but you have to yeah, that's that's true could, that, mean, could this have been the one that changed all that though is what i'm saying because journey was the one that changed do that, you think right? limbo is so good that it would have gotten xbox or whatever you know somebody who just ignores the playstation network to be like oh i have to pay attention to this maybe Mm-hmm. we'll Ooh. never know i know there's, we'll never be able to know think about it this way there's an alternate universe where this happened and we we're gonna sliders there one day yep cool Slider. that's gonna happen like the we're gonna have huh? some sliders i was gonna say i want some sliders no yeah, sliders like jerry o'connor's show <laughs> I know. can we go get sliders let's go get some sliders Sliders are a little expensive. I look at, at Clement, who's the sliders one person who sliders. Who does, who, no, who doesn't eat <laughs> Sliders are a little expensive. They are. <laughs> I think sliders are Strange, cheaper than normal burgers. weird little man. 
well, sliders are a little expensive. <laughs> That's your argument against going to get sliders. <laughs> Number four, for the, ten, <laughs> for the ten of you that care, Sega has confirmed that it's bringing Sonic Adventure 2 HD to PlayStation Network, as well as the Xbox Live this fall. There's no pricing confirmation or release date as of yet cares number five capcom <laughs> has announced the downloadable fighting game jojo's bizarre adventure hd which will come to the playstation network in late august and cost 20 dollars. this is an update of the ps1 and dreamcast game that originally found niche popularity in arcades in the late 90s well it's also it's being released to coincide with that like fighting game they announced too what fighting game there's some isn't there some other jojo's game coming out i don't know but i don't like the name jojo's anything JoJo's JoJo's bizarre I, I love jojo's bizarre adventure what a great name what a great name. It's Ryan's now Naughty Bear. Adventure. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Number six. By the way, Naughty Bear comes out. The, se- the second Naughty Bear comes out this year, right? Ooh, isn't that we'll exciting? See. Oh, I'm it's probably s- a next gen game, I would guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. Real encouraging yeah. that we've seen nothing from it since announcement. <laughs> I love how that studio changed its name. That's all. That's the best. Number six. Two new characters have been announced for PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Jack and Daxter will be in the game as one combined character, while the long rumored Cole McGrath of Infamous fame. Will also be in the game. Got a quick interjection here. Does anyone else think that it's kind of a broke ass Cole McGrath in All Stars? No, no. Look at his face. He looks awesome. He's looking like a. Are you you saying his face a little bit? It just looks a little broke. You're saying he's looking like a broke down Cole McGrath? Like a broke down Cole McGrath. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like that. Hey, real quick, let's take a PlayStation All Stars aside. What do you say? Sure. Sounds good. I want to thank everybody who came out to the panels at Comic Con. I hosted the Beyond Two Souls panel with Ellen Page and the PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale panel with Superbot. Lots of turnout there. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, Everyone who's listening right now, uh, you were apparently at the PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale panel. Everybody screamed Beyond. Whenever they said Beyond, you guys yelled Beyond. You did did an awesome job. Also, the best crowd I've ever been a part of at Comic-Con, whether I've been in it or in front of it. Totally, totally dialed in. Like, I was on stage and I got chills because they would do like, I was like, you guys want to hear, I'm like, you know, we're sick of screenshots. Let's show videos of the new characters. And people went crazy. And then, like, you've seen the trailers on IGN now, and it, it would be like, and the, a challenger, a new challenger approaches. Come on! Like the place went crazy, just insane. And then they're like, I think you're going to like the next one even more. And they did it again. And like, for Jack and Daxter, like, it was like thunderous. Pandemonium. Pandemonium. It was so awesome. That panel, like the reaction of everyone in that room got me more excited for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale just for the fact that that online community is going to be there. And that's what I wanted the most out of it because I love Smash Brothers, but can't play smash brothers online so i never ended up playing smash brothers yeah, what'd you some, say some kid some kid put that panel online i, I emailed you guys oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it was I, it's I a quality like is it good, is it good or? Oh, i mean he's standing in the audience and he's one of the ones screaming so you like hear yeah, it way yeah, too yeah. loud turn down the volume yeah yeah. But, so the stuff they showed is awesome yeah like, that that original they, concept that, trailer that, that was amazing. the thing too like I, I go whenever i go to a lot of panels and i will sit in them and be like like this is fine but like You've seen this on IGN or you've read about it. Even The Last of Us was a bit like that, I felt. Because like, they showed the new cutscene, which was great. I mean, you know, with new character, awesome. You got to talk a little bit about it. But then they went through like all the differences from their E3 demos. And I was like, I put up an article about this two months ago. You could have read all about it. But whatever. Uh, Johnny writes into beyond.ign.com with a question about All-Stars. Nice. What's up, Beyond Crew? What's up, Johnny? I left this question in your PlayStation conversation for Battle Royale, but I figured I would just send it to Beyond as well. You guys joke about Ethan Mars being on the character list, but let's get serious here. What attacks do you think he would have, and what would he add to the, ga- the game besides yelling Jason and instantly killing everyone on screen? <laughs> First of all, I mean, Greg's idea of, like, his third, his, like, his, uh, his, level, his three level three super is fucking hilarious. Right, and yeah. 
I'll give it to you again if you haven't heard it. Awesome. First off, we're totally serious. Ethan Mars needs to be in this game. But yeah, his level three super would be you'd hit the button and it would just the screen would go black. Maybe you'd focus on his face for a second. He would get dizzy and fall down. Screen would go black. And then when the, when the lights came back on, everyone on screen would be dead and he'd have an origami figure in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's got to be. I'm going to design it for a super bot and give it's it to totally him. It's totally brilliant. So good. But there's plenty of ways you could do it. I mean, he, yeah. he has a gun in the game depending on how you play it. Yeah. Like he's got... Not he could have knives. Like he from can when make he... make some dinner. <laughs> yes. Pan. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Yeah. He has a frying pan. Yep. He has the pizza out of the. Oven. <laughs> yeah. There's a little microwave. He opens, takes a pizza out. Hits. He's hitting people with plates from when he was setting the plate. Like there's so many goofy things work. you can do, and that's what's awesome about this game is the fact that it's totally ridiculous that you know Parappa the rapper is going to meet Cole McGrath and they're going to be in the same world, and that there's a story that's going to somehow bring them all together. So if we're breaking down that already, you have to bring in Ethan Mars because it would be just so awesome. I just love. I just love like you know each character has their intro or whatever like where you know the princess eats her cake or whatever and like radic like walks forward and he's like just an illusion and then he appears or whatever and it would be awesome for ethan, like the camera goes on and ethan he's just like jason <laughs> like they have to they have to do. like it's sliding to each of the characters yeah. and it's like jason <laughs> like a red balloon flies by it's like it had like i they really are missing out if they don't put him in the level game. one he calls in that clown to beat him up <laughs> level two like it's close up on him and there's like all these floating options around for buttons you can hit to do things i think it'd be cool that like he could also use all the tools he used spoilers heavy rain came out like three years ago uh there <laughs> yeah, cut his finger off yeah like all the things that he could have used to cut his finger off would be cool to use too or whatever or like uh maybe he can heal himself with like antiseptic or whatever like he's it'd be like so it would be so fun. Be i will never i will never forget that scene if only because i really thought i i had thought it all through yeah. i made the great decision i was like oh i'm gonna disinfect the blade I'm gonna, um, uh, you know, clean off his fa- his hand. It's gonna be all set. I'm gonna use something really. I think I chose one of the objects where I feel like he would be able to just boom, like hit it and one and one and done, right? And I was like, okay, this is good, good, done. And then he's just like, <laughs> he's like sawing at his finger with an, a not a serrated object. I was like, what are you doing? That's the worst thing you could do. Starts chewing on it. Oh god, what, uh, it was so bad. What would his alternate costume be? Well, like the pre-order co- costumes are super different, and I'm get, we talked about this last time. Alternate costumes. Yeah. I think alternate costumes are just going to flip colors around. Sure. Or it's just going to be like a mocap suit. It's the actor in the mocap suit. <laughs> that would actually be really good. Be pretty good. <laughs> or you just switch into like Madison or something. Don't do that. That's creepy. <laughs> All right. It's the same person. The man's voice. All right. Let's crank. Number seven. Bioware has teased new Mass Effect 3 DLC. At Comic-Con, they showed an Atlas mech underwater, but no other details were given. We'll eagerly await more details as they become available. Number eight. Does anyone care about that? Yeah, I mean, so we think it's an Atlas mech. It's, it's a big red mech that looks like an Atlas mech, yeah. Atlas and I, mech. Like, you know, I wrote a, a thing that you can find on IGN about how I don't really care about more DLC involving Shepard, no. Like, I, I don't... I, I like don't that article. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary to keep this going, but... Assuming control. Number eight. <laughs> Assuming control. A n- God, I would, I'd love Harbinger. Yeah, I know. A- number great. eight. A new character in Naughty Dog's eagerly awaited upcoming PlayStation 3 exclusive, The Last of Us, <laughs> has been revealed. His name is Bill, played by actor W. Earl Brown. I don't like when people have the... the yeah, I know. The, the, yeah. I don't like that shit. I, I like that he's most famous. Do you, do you have this in here? No, no, no. Most famous for being the retarded brother in Something About Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like such a badass. Oh, the one like that... Um, he wanted baseball. to play baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, 
In the video shown at Comic-Con, Bill attempts to handcuff Ellie to a pipe while speaking to Joel, who appears to be an old friend. The three get to talking about getting parts together to fix a car, suggesting that such an event may be a quest in the game, per Greg Miller. I, um, I can't remember anymore. Is retarded bad, or is, is that... Pl- no, no, no. Okay, we're not fine. doing this. Yeah. Speaking of this, Colin uh, has a great article up today about uh, political correctness. About how retarded he is. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, so, seen something about Mary. I, I thought... Uh, yeah, he wrote something about Mary editorial today. Um, <laughs> I, I thought that cutscene was really cool. Um, there's there's two things. My most positive thing I took away from it was how awesome Ellie is. Like, once again, just Ellie being a total badass. My only negative takeaway from it was that of everything we've seen in The Last of Us, it was the first cutscene that just felt really video gamey, where he was like, oh, I can rebuild the engine, but we you got to go parts here, here, and here. Yeah, yeah exactly. but you know it's like, got to get to that point eventually. Sure, so I'm glad course, that it's like, there's got to be a game. There. Yeah. And so, like, I, I agree with you because I, I kind of noticed that as well, where he's like pointing at places on the map. <laughs> yeah. You know, you probably have to go to all these places, but yeah. I'm like, this is like, eventually we have to get to the fucking gameplay. Sure. And you, I mean, we saw how awesome it was at E3 to play the game, but like, to, to hopefully there's a quest structure. I really want Last of Us to be a long game, and and yeah, I, they hope, I really hope it is. They have not confirmed a uh, like a, a estimated duration of the no. quest. No, and I don't I think they probably when they were will. asked at E3 about that, they were something along the lines of, or maybe, I don't want to say, maybe I'm confusing them with another developer. I could have sworn that one of the E3 presentations they got asked that, and like, well, you've played Uncharted, you know our style of games. That's disappointing, because that's, that's like eight to ten hours. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's a really good story for eight to ten hours, that's great. Yeah, I just hope it ends too. Like, I, I'm, I, it's the kind of story I would love to just see be self-contained. Me too. Well, I think they they also said that it has an end. It isn't like a cliffhanger. So, yeah, what but panel were you? At? Well, I mean, awesome. well, no, no, that was something else. That's an article on IGN. Because uh, I'm well, but here's the thing: you consider the Uncharted games ending, right? Like that's uh, what you mean. Well, no, I mean, I, I don't really. I, I consider the Uncharted games, like, it's fine that they leave them open for a sequel. Like, I don't really need an Uncharted 4, but they could do one. But I'm saying, like, do, when you finish an Uncharted, is that, the kind, is that the kind of experience you want from The Last of Us, where the story is wrapped up and it's over in that sense? I, li- I would like a more, I would like an, a more final ending yeah. than that. Yeah. So you want somebody to die? Sure. Or somebody to die or for the problem or to for, be solved, or whatever for it may be. The problem solved in every Uncharted game. Well, I mean, there's the, never, like, you're never, in Uncharted 2 is never like, oh, crap, we left this thread loose in the last one and here's what's happening. Sure, that's fair. What I what I dislike about the Uncharted endings is I feel like they're always rushed. I feel like after this huge grand adventure, we don't get to see one friggin' scene of them like relaxing or having like an intimate moment or something. I mean, I don't know. There are a lot of games to do that. Like there are these games, like like Final Fantasy thirteen two kind of did that, where it has like these long cutscenes about the story, and then you beat the game, and it's like, oh, they're here now and to be continued. Like yeah. I, I don't like when well, games. Well, that that's like, a that's a really ex- extreme example sure, but of something I, it's stupid. Just, I, I'm just supporting the fact that. If there's any time I want a long cutscene, it's, it's at the, the end, end of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, wrapping totally up all your agree. decisions yeah. and how the story ends. I, I, yeah. I agree that I could go for longer Uncharted yeah. endings. I, th- I think they do end on, the, most of them end on a, a pretty positive note. Of, yeah. But, I, but I, you want more, I understand. I want more, yeah. Here's the yeah, epilogue. Exactly. Yes. Not, not just, we just finished yes. the mission, yay. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, before we go any further, Gabriel from Iceland vehemently disagrees with you, Goldfarm. Okay. Love the show. Was wondering what you guys thought about the new character reveal in The Last of Us cinematic reveal at Comic-Con. I really like the new character, Bill, but I feel that Ellie's character is somewhat out of place in this world the more I see of her. She's made younger by Naughty Dog, but she still acts like a much older woman. Also, I find her flippant attitude towards people and situations somewhat out of place. While it's suited for Drake and the stories of Uncharted wants to tell, The Last of Us is supposed to be a much darker and mature story, and yet here we have a character like Ellie who seems to be a bit oblivious to how dangerous challenging a character like Bill could be. Was curious how you feel she fits into the world. I just so I think it's perfect. I really I think um you know I think uh, the Troy Baker does an amazing job as Joel, but I think Ashley Johnson is doing such a good job as Ellie. Like I really feel like number one, yes, she's really young and and is acting older than she is because that's kind of the point, right? She had to grow up quick. This world's like super fucked up. 
That's and what I was going to say, is that she was born into that She's world. never known right. anything exactly. but this. So when you're born into that, you kind of adapt. Like, you don't think about the dangers. Like, that's just part of your and life. And she's an well, orphan. And, and Well, yeah. And, and on top of that, her being flippant, like, that she's a teenage girl, man. Like, I, I think that's a really realistic part of it, too. Like, the fact that she's, like, not taking any shit and is talking back. Because it's like, Joel is not her father, but he's serving as a father figure. And, like, I, I think it's totally awesome. I think the portrayal of Ellie is one of the most exciting things about that game for me. I, 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 your father figure. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. I, I agree with I agree with Goldfarb on this one, I, and I think that's the whole point. That is what you're missing is you're trying to project that this would be a whatever 12, 13 year old girl from our world and that world. But if she had grown up that way, she would she recognizes the danger of Bill, and that's why she's immediately going to club him. She's in she's in. It's always fight or flight for her, right? Yep. So she has to make that decision right away. This guy's got me handcuffed. I've broken free, and now I'm going to break him. So Joel, she's thinking, of course, Joel's going to attack him and kill him. That they're going to continue to work this thing out. I, I do agree with him on the sense. Uh, what was it? What was the gentleman's name that wrote him? That was uh, Gabriel from Iceland. Gabriel from Iceland. I do agree with him in the in the sense that when in that particular, I thought it was uh, it was quite startling in that cutscene with the new character that she w- did look younger while talking like she was still older. I do agree with that. Like that's something I noticed immediately. Like it doesn't quite seem right anymore. But they can't rewrite the game. And yeah, can't like redo the like. I agree that like she's a teenage girl. She's she's you know rough and tumble. She grew up in a police state basically as an orphan, and she's you know. She's obviously needing to get out of there for a reason, so she probably doesn't have a great attitude anyway. Um, and, you know, she's with Joel, and I also think she probably comes to rely on Joel to protect her, so she knows she can get away with shit. Yeah. Who knows, like, where that takes place in the story? I mean, I do agree with him on the se- in the sense, though, that she doesn't quite seem to be playing the part 100%. But, like, we don't really know those characters, so. That's true. I, I just, I, I I can see that. I can see that argument. I I am glad about it, though, because I feel like if, if, she, if they made her act any younger it would have to become like an escort mission that no one wants it to be you know what i mean mm-hmm. like at the point where she can't isn't self-sufficient where she's not this like impetuous girl who you know reacts quickly but at least can i like ellie comes across as someone who like needs to be protected but at the same time can kind of hold her own you know like if joel leaves her in a corner like and something comes up like she can probably at least fight it you know what i mean and like i think that's really cool i think that's why it's believable to me that we don't have to like babysit her while we're playing that game that you can play as joel and she kind of follows and takes care of herself yeah I'm, i am kind of confused i don't know if they really said why but like why they made her younger i don't think that was really necessary you know like we saw her as like a 15 or 16 year old right and yeah. that seemed totally fine you know and cool and like they made her younger and i don't really know why to like make it seem like she's more reliant on joel you know well i mean they're not saying much about the story it, it, it may have just gotten to a point where her being younger later in the game plays in more or something Could be. i mean it, it, greg wrote that uh, tale of two ellies i think it was which yeah. i really like um but and it, they had to be purposefully vague like I, I i mean number one there could just be a reason that we'll never know but number two it might have to do with a story thing later where they were like wow this just works way better with a younger girl i feel like it's to create parody between joel's your role is playing as Joel and Ellie relying on you as opposed to being like, I think it, it's, it's, it's designed. Maybe and I could be wrong to, to, to quash questions about why can't I play as Ellie? She's yeah. totally capable. Cause if she and, was like 17 or something, yeah. it would obviously be that. And so is, is 15 that different than 17 becomes the question. Whereas like 11 is very different. So yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I got to say though, uh, Ashley Johnson does a great job. Absolutely. I got a Clements prediction. Okay. Ellie is actually a cyborg manufactured right during the beginning of the apocalypse. You know that was all Con- off the record information. <laughs> <laughs> and contained within her is a uh, vial of antidote for the disease that was originally going. She was basically like a carrying a carrier bot for the vial, but then there was a malfunction and uh, she was lost. I would play that game. Yeah, this reminds me of God. I'm talking about Ashley Johnson nonstop. See you around up at noon. <laughs> Only on IGN Start. I thought you were going to say it reminds um, you of Growing Pains. Well, that too. 
Oh, but she's also in and all those cyborgs. Um, but she had this thing during E3. It was like a, a fake hashtag where she was just tweeting like fake spoilers for The Last of Us. It was like, The Last of Us was originally called Will to Live, and the main character was named Will Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, you want to marry her, don't you? Okay. All right. The cool thing about about this game, Sorry, I think, that... Alexandra Daddario, you're done. Yeah, you're, you're, that was that was a short lived infatuation. <laughs> I, I think the cool thing about this game is that Naughty Dog keeps secrets really well. The Last of Us didn't leak until it was announced, and Uncharted Three specifically had an insane plot points that never leaked until you actually played the game, which was fucking awesome. Like and... that, Marlo was a billion years old, <laughs> Missed, swung, swing and a miss. <laughs> I like that theory. I, I, what, I supported what, it. What, what really, really makes me angry, and not angry, but just like when I look back, is uh, there was that prediction. There was something else I predicted. That she's pregnant. That uh, Right. There was the yeah. whole... I saw. I, I feel like I've made three... Like I made those two Uncharted predictions, and both were wrong, but I called Infamous 2. And we had an we had a we had a VO we had a feature video driven feature that was myself, Colin, and Roper talking about what we thought Infamous Two was going to be. You remember this? No, not really. And I my my no, not really. my my pitch totally was that it was, the game was going to start and the beast was going to be there and the beast was I'm spoiling everything by the way for Infamous <laughs> Two, but you had your chance to play, and that the beast was going to be a uh, uh, dead drop guy, that, like, whatever the, the guy that the guy the beast turns out to be, and I, that was mine. And you were like. Your thing was like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is Moya's going to come back, and we're going to focus on that other guy. And then at the end of the game, the beast oh, yeah, shows up, right. and Infamous 3 is all about that. And Ropers was like, he, he made it completely ridiculous. But like, we were all set oh, yeah. to record that, and then Game Informer's cover came out. And they're like, oh, the first details. And we were like, oh, well, by the time the video feature gets up and this, that, and the other, we're going to know the answer. So not even worth doing. So we never made a big deal about that prediction, and that's the one prediction I nailed. I nailed. I knew it was gonna happen, and then like I'm like, well, I'll start making a run chart, and I'm like, well, I know jack shit. You still have time to make a Last of Us prediction right here. Right what do you now. think about my cyborg alley? Not gonna happen. That's All my right. prediction. Okay. And now of course, cyborg alley. Like, it's, it's a crossover with the David Cage short film. Last of Us gets a 3.5 for my chance. It was really cool to the cyborg shit. The space battle was weird. I will be reviewing the Last of Us in a very excited about that we'll see about that i'm reviewing the last yeah you're very excited about that i just want to see if you get angry about it. <laughs> what uh what was there a decision made about that did you guys fight it out no no call wants to review it, man cool i've this already i've already burned all credibility i have with a naughty dog game so <laughs> what, 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 do, why take this one down with me too <laughs> 11 out of 10 <laughs> that, rolex, that rolex is really nice now i know right that yacht, the, the houseboat that you live on, man. <laughs> they pay our rent. <laughs> Number nine, the new model of PlayStation 3 rumored for several weeks after FCC documents appeared to have outed it has been leaked. Brazilian website Technoblog found pictures uh, on the website of Anatel, the Brazilian version of the FCC, and posted them on its on its website. Uh, here, <laughs> okay. here it what? says, here it says, wait, wait, wait. You just said website like four times in a row. Yeah, that's what right. website are we talking but what, about? What I'm interested in here is this is what it, this is what it, this is what it actually says on my dot. I don't know how the hell this happened. The Brazilian rep version of the FCC had posted them on its blow. <laughs> so I think it's supposed to be blog. Sony hasn't confirmed. That's why I should say website. I wonder again. what you were thinking about. <laughs> go go and sledding that, that, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, that, be, that can mean many things. <laughs> Sony hasn't confirmed the veracity of these pictures and the documents that came along with them, but everything seems real. If what Technoblog found is indeed true, three models, a 16 gig, a 250 gig, and a 500 gig uh, new PS3 will be released. I mean, well, you were just talking about how Naughty Dog is really good at protecting secrets. Clearly, they learned it from Sony because Sony is just the best. No leaks. <laughs> run a tight Sony ship. is the worst at secrets ever. So that's well, hopefully we'll have more information on that soon. That's exciting uh, that yeah. there might be a new PS3 model. There's a, a lot of theories about that thing. Uh, Altano was showing people on NeoGAF think it's going to be a slider 
And then Nix thinks it'll be a pop-up like the PS2. Like the fat PS2. Going back to the old days. Yeah. We'll see. Do you guys remember when I lost my train of thought and then I totally forgot what Wait, I was going to say? Wait, the fat so. PS2 pop-up? You're the thinking about the PS1? Rate. No, the disc tray popped up in the PS2, no? Nope. No, Am I thinking about the PS1? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm thinking about You are young. One. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when games were on yeah. cartridges? <laughs> Who would have thought? CD-ROMs. Number 10, Sega seems to have accidentally revealed the existence of Yakuza 1 and 2 HD for release on the PlayStation 3. The collection briefly appeared on Sega's 2012 release list in Japan before being removed. We reached out to Sega for confirmation, but never heard back. By the way, it's Yakuza, not Yakuza. It's Yakuza. All right, well. This is one of the things. This is one of the. What are you fucking talking about? My name is Colin. That's the the Irish pronunciation of it. I know, I was making a joke. But I'm saying, like I, don't like, I, don't like this, I don't like this thing. I don't like this. You're on nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Table flip, podcast <laughs> equipment all over the wall. Veins are popping. I'm, I'm going to say that we, I, I have this like faux argument with my, my mom sometimes. And like, we, I make my sisters laugh because like my mom's Italian. So she's like, oh, did you have your mozzarella with your, you know, and I'm like, it's mozzarella, mom. You know, it's like, and she's like, like, you know, when she makes calamari, it's like, did you have your calamari with the, and I'm like, it's calamari. Why, why are we taking all of these names and just suddenly making them it to sound like what they are in their native language when like really we're speaking English and so they're you know supposed to be anglicized because we might as well just call Germany Deutschland we could yes we could be more we could be more accurate Paradise. yes Paradise. that's I like just don't, that's I just like don't if like another that. country just called us like a macara and we're like well that's that's not what the name is. Well, no, because that's reversing the order of the letters. That's that would I was, just not. Be I good. was. I. I. I he was on the spot. He was on the spot. I've been there plenty of times. I'm like sweating. <laughs> bullets of sweat. There's a bunch. I mean, sweat. It's like uh, you know, we 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 <laughs> used to we used to call the Soviet sweating. Union the Soviet Union. You know, which is not the name of the Soviet Union uh, to Soviets. Uh, the French call us Etats Unis. Which is French for the United States. So yeah. I don't see like they're not suddenly just saying like because we call it the United States, they're not suddenly like yeah. you know I'm, the United States, blah 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 blah. You I'm know, not, they're, they're, I'm not actually upset about so this. I, I just love, think it's a, an interesting thing to think about. I love that. how last week we we released a long podcast. People were like, oh, I'll do this more often, and now this week they're gonna be like, no, no more long podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> if they could, if they could put up with last week's podcast, this podcast is not sweat. Uh, the no. wheezing, <laughs> going to die, channeling of Sean, wasn't it? <laughs> Hello. Let's get through the rest of this, yes? <laughs> yeah, please do. Number 11, EA has revealed that it would love to publish a sequel to the surprise hit Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, a game it funded and published earlier this year. Uh, quote, we built a business that uh, we built a business there and hope there's a sequel to it someday, end quote, EA's Frank Ibo said. Uh, quote, we'd love to be a partner for that, end quote. 38 Studios was already working on a sequel when the studio suddenly closed, so this information would have been good to know about five months ago. Yeah, <laughs> man, they had their bankruptcy hearing last week. There's a lot of sad stuff that came out of that. But we don't have to get into it now, but there's there's info on IGN.com. Okay. Number 12. Namco Bandai has revealed Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 3 for the PS3 and Xbox 360. The game is set to come out in the spring of 2013. I know that's popular with many a person. Uh, number 13. Rockstar has mm. teased that the company may have an announcement regarding a Red Dead Redemption sequel sometime Ooh. soon. Responding to questions about the series, Rockstar spoke on his website that, quote, we love Red Dead uh, 2 and are thrilled that so many of you love John Marston's tale and are excited for more epic Western action. Ellipsis. Stay tuned for more. Uh, stay tuned for further announcements about the future of Red Dead series. End quote. We're going to hear from them in four years about it. I bet. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously going to be a sequel to it. Number 14. The uh, five best-selling games on the PSN in June were Magic the Gathering, Duels of the Planewalker 2013. The Walking Dead, The Game, Episode 1, Journey, I Am Alive, and Batman Arkham City. The top five best-selling Vita games in June were Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, Gravity Rush, Tabletop, Tanks, Pure Chess, and Escape Plan. The best-selling PS1 classic in June was The Legend of Dragoon. The best-selling PS2 classic was Need for Speed Most Wanted. And the best-selling PSP game 
was Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. All right, oh. hold on. I got to go back because okay. I'm still thinking about this. This is important to me. And it's a conversational podcast. The Yakuza impression, I feel, or the, the example is unfair because the, the things you brought up about like how the French call us and stuff, those are like them actually you like using the term United States in their language, whereas the, the, the word Yakuza, like that's a Japanese word. So that's like that's a little different because we're just basically saying it wrong. It's like if someone, you know, from Japan came here and they have an accent like they're saying our words, but they're saying them with their accent. It's kind of like I don't know. If I, agree, I don't know if I agree with that, though, because most of our language is built upon Germanic roots, Latin roots. We use French words and Spanish words that we've anglicized. So I don't really I don't really think that. I understand what you're saying. Right. I just think that those were slightly different examples. But it's like, it's, I just don't like that we, you know, and I said it because I make fun of my own mom for doing it with Italian words. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, you get some mozzarella on your pizza. I'm like, it's mozzarella on my pizza. Yeah. It's mozzarella, mom. Your pizza? Relax. I'm Italian, but, you know, relax. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Again. Everyone needs to relax. I'm pretty relaxed. Jeez. What's up, everybody? I'm Greg Miller, and Andrew Goldfarb is my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I hope Yakuza is an actual Japanese word, because I might have made myself look like an idiot. It it, it certainly is a Japanese word. Uh, Number 15, PSN Game Malicious, which was released two years ago in Japan and earlier this year in Europe, is finally coming to the States. It will come out July 24th and cost 10 bucks. I'm excited about that game. Malicious? It's looking good. We didn't... didn't, uh, review it uh, when it came out in Europe. I will be reviewing it if I have the time. Uh, hopefully, the game's really cool. It's it's almost like a Mega Man game in the sense that you get you fight bosses and get their their powers when you beat them, and you can fight them in any order. Imagine Mega Man fusing with Shadow of the Colossus. Purely boss fights. Yeah, it's only boss fights. Very cool. Getting their abilities, using them against them. That sounds amazing. Yeah, well, it's a pretty exciting sounding project. Maybe it'll be terrible. Though. It took forever to come here. I don't know what the problem was. Uh, it sucks. Could be. Number 16, Entertainment Trade Magazine Variety reports that the Arkham City sequel will be a Silver Age prequel. Greg, yeah, take it away. I, I still think this is a mistranslation of some kind. If you're, you know, Silver Age, this is when Batman and Robin are all like, oh, chum, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, that, so I can't, in the in the universe Rocksteady has been so faithful in creating, it, it it's either got to be a standalone game or it's a prequel that has... People, it strikes me as you'd be having a conversation with somebody, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we're working on this prequel to the Arkham City ones. It's about how Batman meets. This has been the rumor too. You know, that's going to be how Batman meets the Joker, and it's got some Silver Age influences. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, a young Robin with you, a Batman who isn't totally broken down and like you know thinks the worst of everything yet. You know what I mean? And you're not, you don't have all these cool gadgets. You're very battering on a rope doing this kind of thing. That's what it strikes me as. I can't imagine it all being like. The Joker's not really killing people. He's just like yeah. stealing bags of money with symbols on it. So. Exactly. We, uh, Mitch and Rich and I were going to do a video on this, but then all the producers were at Comic-Con, so it fell apart. But yeah. uh, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think that's <laughs> way more plausible. I think it's probably just going to be a, a, in the Arkham universe. It'll be how this incarnation of Batman met this incarnation of the Joker, but it will be inspired by the Silver Age story. Exactly. They talk like about the is. Justice League will be showing yeah. up, so it'll kind of be I bet, somewhat of their first meeting, too. Like, they're trying to work out that relationship of how this guy who's kind of crazy and dresses as a bat works into it all. Yep. That's do what it strikes me as. Do you guys remember from E3 the gif of no, when... I will so- never forget this. When Final Fantasy went multi-platform. Yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was an animated gif that it, what it was when the announcement that Final Fantasy was finally going multi-platform. It was no longer a PlayStation exclusive. They took the animated series Batman, and it's him when he comes up and he's looking through a skylight 
into a room, and then they cut the next frame of the GIF is the IGN article saying <laughs> Final Fantasy is coming to 360, and the next shot's Batman recoiling in terror. <laughs> Chris Roper, oh, Chris Roper set it up so that whenever he wasn't in the room, that was what was running nonstop on his computer screen. So it was. I've tried to find that GIF since then, and I can't. So yeah. if you have that GIF, please send it to beyond.ign.com. What a classic. <laughs> And make sure to put a virus on the gift. <laughs> can't no, can't I just link off to it? I don't yeah. to, I don't wanna yeah. I, don't, I wanna click onto it. I don't wanna I wanna I wanna download anything. Number seventeen. Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots will finally receive a trophy support after four long years of waiting. <laughs> this is due to the game getting a bestseller's re-release. What the nature of the trophies are remains to be seen, however. I'm sure they're going to suck. Ah, uh, it's funny you asked that. We got many a question. Uh, beyond at IGN.com if you want your question on the air. Just like Ben Hall did. Ben Hall wrote in, my question is, are these going to be new acts one must accomplish for trophies? Or are those slide devils over in Japan just going to make the emblems you receive at the end of the game pop as trophies? Thanks and beyond. Beyond, Ben. Uh, my money would totally be on that. Yeah, they're going to build them around the, the emblems they already had in the game that you'll be, you know, whatever you, however you went through and got the game to get the butterfly and all that jazz. That'll unlock them along with little things along the way, fighting bosses and stuff. Similar to what we're seeing on the uh, HD collection. However, if uh, I don't know if Ben's down this road, I guarantee that they won't be, uh, what do you call it? Retroactive. Retroactive. You're going to have to earn them all again. You will not be able to load up your save that you are got the big boss emblem on. You're going to have to do that all over again to get it, which will suck. But if you if you didn't put all the time into it like I didn't, maybe you go and do it. Maybe you try it out. Maybe are you, is there any chance in hell that you either you're going to Platinum load, it? You no won't. way. No, I don't like the game, so I'm probably not going to go back. You're, are you I'll, pl- I'll, play I'll, it again? I'll pop it in again. And yeah. I haven't been so, back to Metal Gear in so long. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to be, once I finally have my Unit 13 Platinum, which should be tonight, um, I'm going to jump into Metal Gear Solid HD Collection 2 and 3. I, I quit 4 after like a few hours. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> playing that game. After playing 3, though, I'm, I'm excited to jump into it, and I'll just wait for the trophy patch. So I'll be playing it for like the first real time with nice. trophies, hopefully. Omi wrote into Beyond.IGN.com, too. He asked if Colin and I were going to try to platinum it. No, I don't think that's in the cards for either of us. No, I mean, maybe I'll go back and try it again with the trophies, but I'm, there's no way I'm going to do like all everything that's necessary. I mean, the HD Collection itself was like brutal fucking brutal btw can go and read colin's article about the uh five games that need to be patched trophies, to trophies. Yeah. oh yeah no. that was really good thank you yeah it, it brought it brought us hope that this you know yeah. this game's over Heavenly four years Sword old is, yeah that's on the list and that's a game that totally would be awesome with trophies yeah, because so, I, it's so, there's so many i mean we always talk about this that we always say oh, this should be so easy to implement and we don't have a fucking clue how easy it would be but it, there's so many games that you look at and you're like man like there's so many how many producers are sitting around at Sony working on things but you could put them on like make a make a trophy patch for this see if it would spike the numbers yeah it would spike yeah they'd probably sell more copies of the game uh, real quick before we get off the Metal Gear Solid 4 trophy uh, issue Omi's follow up question to me and he had he had it for Colin and I then he has one here uh, Siphon Filton are you pissed that Snake's Misadventures are getting trophies and the PS3 PS Vita ports while your games are not no I knew Snake he's a fine fellow he's a fine fellow <laughs> That's so creepy face. <laughs> I love that Greg still can't get the name. It makes me so happy. I know. Siphon Filton. <laughs> he, he either just says Siphon Filter, which is just the name of the game, or, or he says Siphon Filton. It's, it's awesome. Cypher Filton. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cypher Filton. I have it. I, I, to Omi's credit, he wrote Siphon Filton. Mm, I just okay. I said Cypher. So good. What did I say? I said Siphon Filton. <laughs> 
I love it. I'm kind of dumb if you didn't know. No, 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 you're not. It's adorable. Uh, last one, number 18. The long and development PSN adventure game Machinarium may be coming to Vita. The website PSN stores noted that there's an ESRB rating for Machinarium on the PS Vita. The game came to PSC, uh, PC in 2009 and iPad in 2011, but the PSN version seems to be caught up in development. I played the PSN version like two years ago, so I don't know wow. what the holdup is. Nice. That's the end of the road That's report. It. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Colin, if I wanted to go to a brick and mortar mom and pop grop and top store, mm. what would <laughs> I, I like find on the shelves? Top. Where would I go to find out what's on the shelves? You go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all their platforms by the IGN editors. <laughs> there is nothing on PS Vita, nothing on PSP, nothing on PS3. Wow. Wow. Well, then it's a, di- it's a digital, it's a bevy of digital goodness in the PlayStation <laughs> Network, then. Not a bevy, no. Diad's I, I, out. I have them here. Diad's out on Tuesday. Yeah, I have it too. Uh, Diad is out. Colin, you want to talk about that? It's a very good game. You should buy it. You give it a what, 8-5? Yep. Good, good. Uh, then you get Resident Evil Dark Side Chronicles, Resident Evil The Umbrella Chronicles, and then Record of Agorist War 2. So buy Dyad. BTW, don't buy Dyad if you have any history of epilepsy. Yeah, the epilepsy warning in the beginning of that games. game is huge. Uh, mm. That that game is fucking crazy i almost i almost feel like it's so fast and nonsensical that i probably just i don't really have any interest in playing it's not nonsensical See, though it's, it's it's there's a method to the madness in that and game. that's sure, why i have that, interest but that's in what i mean usually like i'm terrible at like bullet hell games or anything that where it's like really frantic or fast or any anything in any genre that's like that but i, I like am so attracted to those games despite how bad i am so i'm gonna play dyad and perform miserably and yeah it does fucking Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of turning me on really quick, yeah. um, I just wanted to give a shout out to this dude, uh, MJA1701, uh-huh. for giving me all of the uh, uh, high value targets I needed for Unit 13. Nice. Near. So I, I just have to get my last one tonight and I'll get the last uh, three trophies and I'll be done. Congratulations. That's a, that's a, that's a fucking man's platinum trophy. Yeah, that's a good one. Tell You're a man what. now, go for yeah. What if a woman wants the platinum trophy? That's yeah, a woman's platinum trophy, too. Uh, right. we've, been in, we've been interspersing the reader mail over the place, but let's uh, n- nail what we got left here. All, All right, right, let's do it. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, beyond.ign.com, just like Aaron Mancini did. So last week on the comedy button, Scott Bromley said his old roommate, Colin, was terrified of spiders. So as Greg had to take up the mantle of the spider killer and defend Colin's well-being. I didn't know this. I've never heard this about you, yeah, Colin. Yeah, I'm fucking horrified. Was Greg playing Spider-Man and you were just cowering in your room? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not never, one of those guys where like, I see a spider and I'm like, oh, like I'm like running down the street, but like I refuse to kill a spider. Like I used to get Bromley to kill the spiders from me in my room. Yeah. And I left one dead spider on my wall as a warning to every other spider that came in my room not to come back. Nice. And I left it there for like a month. Did it work? I don't know. I think so. I haven't had. Yeah, I've seen spiders. Yeah, knock on wood. I'm right. the I'm the guy that always tries to to shoo the insects out the door, like get a little piece of paper and. I kill them immediately in violence. Yeah, I slay them. They're in my house. They don't know. <laughs> they don't have any concept of property. They're there to kill you. They, they'll kill you. <laughs> That's true. They'll kill you. They're there to kill you. <laughs> you give them a chance, a spider would kill you. <laughs> Terry T writes into beyond at IGN.com. I was playing Mega Man 2 yesterday and I needed help on Dr. Wily's Castle. Naturally, I went to GameFAQs and as I was looking through the walkthroughs, I noticed one of the authors was IGN's own Colin Moriarty. In the walkthrough, Colin says, Mega Man 2 is his favorite Mega Man game for any system. It has the coolest bosses and the funnest gameplay. I've only heard Colin say 3 is his favorite over 2. That's weird. Uh, What gives? Also, the walkthrough is truly amazing and I appreciate the work you put into it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I wrote that in 10th grade. Um, I had a... uh, which is awesome that that still exists in like perpetuity. Um, I've had Mega Man Two is the funnest Mega Man. 
That's what you sound like in tenth grade, which is nice. Getting laid left and right. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I was just, I was just fucking. No hey. friends back. Then. No, no friends. No friends hey, still. Hey, baby, uh, drop them drawers. Let me tell you about how. Drawers. Let me tell you how big metal man in five seconds, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Um, no, I had a, a lot of internal debate about Mega Man 2 and 3, and even 6 in uh, in a way, about which my favorite Mega Man games were. And I always had a fondness for 3 because it was like one that I have, I have great nostalgic memories about. 2, I always acknowledge is the most important Mega Man game, and I started to kind of feel like that was what was more important when I was younger. It was that, like, what is the most important game? What is the game that brought everyone into the series? And that was 2. Um, and I think that the bosses in 2 are awesome, too. But uh, I generally... And actually, if you go on GameFAQs, I have a review for Mega Man 2 and a review for Mega Man 3, and I think I gave 2 a 10 and a 3 and 9 so um but i kind of came to realize over time like early in college that 3 was really the bastion of where i was at when i started to kind of more coherently think about the Mega Man games it's the longest game it's the darkest game uh it's arguably except for the first one the hardest Mega Man game so um so that's your answer but thank you for using the fact speaking of bastion i started playing that uh sunday i'm so glad you're telling us about bastion a game that's not on playstation network on podcast beyond hmm. tell us well, more about tell us more about Baldur's gate <laughs> you like fashion i've been yeah i was playing it uh on steam actually not even on 360 and uh, i really like it yeah bastion's awesome how is uh shogun 2 i haven't played that one terry okay. t has quick fire <laughs> questions <laughs> oh my favorite greg did you see man of steel footage at sdcc no i did not i was working thanks for rubbing it in ryan kingdom hearts 3d yeah or nay um nay because i don't have a 3ds andrew what's up hey how's it going <laughs> <laughs> i like that one i like that one a lot oh here we go this is one colin you gotta answer mm. which isn't i guess that's surprising you've got a lot of mail this week everybody loves you ben hey guys i just read and voted on the poll for anarchy reigns and i'm concerned at the time of voting the option to review the score is i'm sorry to review it and score it is over 50 percent colin do you want to explain real quick what he's talking about uh, we imported Max Anarchy, which is Anarchy Reigns in the West. Uh, it came out in Japan in early July. It was supposed to come out here. It's the new Platinum Games game. The guys that did Vanquish and Bayonetta. Uh-huh. Uh, it got delayed uh, pretty much indefinitely for now. We don't know when it's coming out. It's going to come out sometime next year here. So we imported it. And I went to the readers and asked what they want us to do with it. You want to? It was like, do you want a review? You, you want, want a preview? Review? Yeah, coverage, like videos, whatever you want. And you Does it have play. English language voice track on it? Yeah. It defaults oh. to English language. Oh, wow. okay. So jumping back into the question then. Uh, and the score is over 50% that you should review it. I don't see how a fair judgment can be passed on the game without a complete and unhindered experience with the online multiplayer mode. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time a Platinum Games title has focused heavily on an online mode for their game. In order to know the replay value, the quality of the online functionality, and the overall value of the game, I think that a full review should be delayed along with the U.S. release of the title. At the very least, I think an updated score or even just a preview should be written upon the release of the title stateside to account for the online mode in its intended form in this region. Thanks for all the hard work you guys do. So I agree with him in a sense. Like The, the, the major problem, and I said in the article, was that the servers for, for Max Anarchy are in Japan, so you're pinging these servers and there's going to be delay. Like there, There's no doubt about that because Max Anarchy is, you know, is, is a Japanese game. Um, and I'm of two minds about what to do about it. I, I kind of want to review it as an import um, because I don't – as I talked to Greg, I am not 100% convinced this game's coming out here. Yeah. And so – because you have to think about it this way. Just think about it this way, and, and, and I could be Let's wrong. think about it. Just The game – you know, the game's localized. In fact, it defaults to English when you put it in your PlayStation 3. Uh, Platinum Games said the game is localized and has been localized for a long time. The game was supposed to come out in early July, and only weeks before it really was supposed to come out, Sega was like, it's not coming out. Why the fuck would that game not come out? It's done. 
It's done. And it's coming out in the middle of the summer when nothing's coming out. To me, that says that Sega might not have the money to put the game out and might not have the money next year to put the game out. So it came out in Japan where it's obviously going to kill. And then, you yeah. know, here where Platinum Games games don't do as well, they're like maybe taking a wait and see approach. So think, I'm not convinced if we wait that we're doing anyone a service because their only option might be to import the game. I just don't exactly, know the answer. Exactly. What Ben, I, ben what I think you're missing here is it what we would do with this review, if that's what the poll comes down to, is we're reviewing it as an import review. Hey, everybody. This is what's happening. This game's delayed on if no, we don't know when we're gonna get it. I've played it. Here's how it runs on the servers. Here's how it does all this stuff for me. Here's what I think of it. If they then say later on, totally there's an Amer here is the US version, here's the North American version, it comes out. That gets a separate review. This is strictly reviewing in the context of we've imported this Japanese game because it's the only way to get it. it. It is in English. There are a lot of people who want it. Here's how it is before you would buy this before you would spend your money to import this to your country. And then when it actually shows up in America, there'd be a different review. Yeah, and I feel like we it's, it's all a matter of us. Because at first, I'm like, we don't change review scores. So it's when the review is live, it's live, and that's what it is. Uh, and so I think that we just have to make an object specifically for the import review and which a score can live. And then if they announce that, because that's Max Anarchy. That's the Japanese game. If Anarchy Reigns comes out, which is the same game in North America and in Europe, then we will review it again under a different object. I think that's what I'm going to end up doing, but I don't know I don't know yet. I'm gonna sit, I've only played it for a couple hours. I'm going to sit down tomorrow um and play okay. so we'll see what happens okay another round of quick fires Let's and then we're, then we're gonna wrap this one up sounds good this comes from jared colin mm. red dawn or mega man mega man greg portillo's or beyond beyond don't be stupid i know i know oh, we had the long wow. we went we had the whole xbox portillo's <laughs> thing last week but come on goldfarb bioshock infinite or the vita jesus christ uh i mean I, vita ryan would you rather live in south korea or japan Japan, but just because I have more familiarity with it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 249. Remember, we're a show built around you. Please email us your questions and concerns at beyond.ign.com. Also remember, episode 250 is still two weeks away. 251 will happen next week, but that doesn't change anything. But 250 will be a, a live call-in show that we'll live to tape, actually. So email us with what you'd like to ask us on the air via phone. Include your phone number. We'll get back to you if you're one of the chosen questions. We'll set up the time. Make sure you can work it out. And it will be groovy. Until then, make sure you read IGN.com every day. It pays the bills. Keeps the podcast cast of mics on then you follow us on twitter ign is ign garfep is goldfarb Plum cider is clements no taxation is colin game over greggy is myself greg miller ryan clements take me home thanks buddy so we always end podcast beyond with a song this week i'm very very excited about the song that we have we have a lot of great music this week another special week uh email me beyond at ign.com uh, if you want to have a song from your band or maybe just a solo project, really anything that you want to share, just attach it as an MP3 and send it through, just like David did. David writes to us from England. I love hearing from our international audience. He writes, longtime listener, first time writing in, love the podcast, and just want to see if you could play my band's latest track at the end of the show. The track is called Hurricane, and the band is called Betafik, which is B-E-T-A-F-I-K. The band started off as a university project, and we decided to keep it going after the project ended. Sadly, though, since we have now all finished university, we can no longer stay together as a band, different commitments, etc., which is kind of sad, but thought that this would be a great send-off for the rest of the guys and girl in the band. Thanks and beyond again. This is from David. Uh, this song is called Hurricane, and if you actually go onto YouTube, you can see some music videos that they shot in England, and it's they're just it is really cool. Uh, I'm I'm digging this uh, this group because it was very chill, uh, kind of uh, just really so, like rock and roll, but a little bit alt, 
I wouldn't exactly say it's alt rock, but it kind of has this cool indie feel to it. I'm really digging it. I hope you guys too. Uh, again, you can search for Beta Fick on YouTube, B-E-T-A-F-I-K. And I believe the music video I was watching earlier uh, was called Canals, which was shot in England. And it is a very pretty video. And the band is cool. So I hope you guys enjoy. And beyond. 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 beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.